So dear listener, a very warm welcome to you from wherever you're listening from. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. The program is New Life and I am your presenter, Monica Kamoko. Thank you for joining us today. Barry Laseno will start us off in the health segment with the topic Simple Remedies and Treatment. Then in the Bible segment, Ian Muse will be joining us to talk about running from the past. But before we get to that, let's first get the song Ina Shangaza by Gloria Singers. Enjoy. Ina Shangaza, Ina Shangaza, Ina Shangaza, Ina Amen, 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 amen,
Welcome back dear listener that was Inashangaza by Gloria Singers. You are listening to the New Life program on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. At this point, Barry Laseno joins us with more on simple remedies and treatment. Remember, health is wealth, so you stay tuned and be on the know. Listener, welcome to our health program today. Thank you for joining us in the first place. May the knowledge we share today be beneficial to you. Today, we want to discuss on simple remedies and treatments. What are the best and simplest remedies? Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness or temperance in all things, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power. These are the true remedies. These words are taken from the Ministry of Healing by Ellen G. White on page 127. Best of all, these simple remedies are free. Let's discuss briefly on air and sunshine. Our lungs need a constant supply of fresh air because they are continuously throwing off impurities from the body. If the same air is breathed over and over again, it becomes filled with poisonous matter thrown off by the lungs and by the skin. Impure air does not give the necessary amount of oxygen, thus causing the blood to go to the brain and the other parts of the body without a degree of adequate supply. Fresh air through ventilation is essential in any room where one works, eats, or sleeps. Living in closed-up dark rooms weakens the entire system and makes one susceptible to colds and other diseases. Every room in the house should have windows that can be opened and plenty of sunlight. No room should be used for sleeping unless it can't be thrown openly to daily fresh air and sunshine. Kitchens should be, have adequate ventilation to carry away any smoke and odors from the cooking. What about water? The most common liquid all of us need? In health and sickness, pure water is one of the heaven's choicest blessings. Its proper use promotes health. Ministry of Healing, page 237. Water is the beverage which God provided to quench man's thirst. When used liberally, water helps the body to carry on its normal functions and helps to prevent disease. One should drink 6 to 8 cups of water every day. Water is good for us inside and out. Impurities are constantly being disposed of by the body through the skin. The pores in the skin become stopped if you do not bathe so that the impurities are not cast off. Thus, a greater burden is put on the kidneys and lungs. To eliminate waste and control unpleasant body odors, a daily bath is needed. Soap and water should be used liberally where skin surfaces come in contact, such as under the arms, around the sexual organs, and the feet. Bathing stimulates the circulation, soothes the nerves, improves the tone of the skin, and helps both personality and health. What can you do to help in emergencies? Do you know what to do when someone is injured? Accidents often happen far from hospitals and you may be the only one available to care for the injured. Lives can be saved and suffering lessened if someone knows how to give skillful, timely help in emergencies. Lives can be lost and much suffering caused by careless treatment or failure to recognize that an injury is serious. The principles of first aid are very simple. You can learn how to give proper first aid. You can learn how to prevent unnecessary suffering and how to save life. 
Do you know how to prevent accidents? Preventing is better than curing. Many serious accidents, especially to children, occur at home. Home should be a safe place for everyone. If you have an open fire in your home, shield it so that children or older people cannot accidentally fall into it. An epileptic person, that is a person who gets fits, should never be in a room where there is an open fire or an exposed heater. See that your home gets plenty of fresh air passing through it. Smoke and fumes from fires and stalls should always be led away by a chimney. When a fire is burning in the house, at least one window in the room should be open to allow fresh air to take the place of that used by the flame. Having a window open will prevent accumulation of poisonous gas called carbon monoxide. Whole families have died because they have gone to sleep in a house with a fire burning and no windows open. Remember, the most accidents can be prevented by being careful. The most serious injuries must be treated fast. When someone has been in an accident, several kinds of injuries may be present. All wounds and injuries should be treated, but the most serious ones must be treated fast or the patient may die. Your immediate and urgent attention is needed if the patient is not breathing or if the patient is bleeding. Goodbye and God bless you. I'm your presenter, Beryl Asendo. For those of you who are just joining us, this is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 001000, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi.adventist.org. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. Breath of life from man to me. It only 
Dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Ian Muse for the Bible segment. His message is Running from the Past. Be blessed. Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is learning from the past. I am your presenter, Ian Musa. Think for a moment what would have happened at the Jordan River if the priest had hesitated to move forward at the Lord's command. The Jordan River was in flood stage, Joshua chapter 3, verse 15, and its angry waters had overflowed its banks and were raging. The roar of its rushing water resounded against the sky. But the forty years in the wilderness were ended and at God's command, Joshua told the priests to lead that host of millions through the Jordan River and get ready to possess the land of Canaan. They were to step right into the roaring water and trust God to protect his people. Suppose those priests had pressed for a committee meeting to discuss the radical command to march the entire encampment into an apparent death trap. The people were already unnerved at the water's swelling roar. Any hesitation on the part of the priests will have caused the people to panic and refuse to go forward. Everything was at stake. The Canaanites were watching. 
any sign of fearfulness here could have brought them charging out to attack God's people. When the priests came to the water's edge, it did not part. It seemed suicidal to step into the, those dangerous floods waters. But the priests kept walking until they splashed right into the water. Joshua chapter 3 verse 15. Then the waters at once stopped flowing, and the entire encampment went across into Canaan on dry ground. Are you standing by Jordan's storming waters today? There are 1,000 reasons why it seems folly for you to make a decision to go forward. It signifies a complete yielding of the entire life and a willingness to move forward in obedience regardless of the consequences. It's not easy. Are you saying, open up the way and I'll go forward? But God's plan is just the opposite. He says, you go forward and I will open up the way. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 the miracles come when we move forward by faith. I'm just glad that somebody at the head of the line had strong faith when Moses gave the orders to go forward into the sea. And just as surely as the waters parted under their feet, so will the forbidden circumstances disappear as God's people today move forward in obedience to him. It is interesting to note that the next move was up to the people in the days of Moses. And the same is true for those who have departed from spiritual bondage. God cannot and will not make the decision for us. But as soon as we take the first step in obedience, He fills us with the power to overcome every obstacle. Some might object that I am pressing too hard upon those who are lingering in the twilight zone of indecision. You may get offended by my strong urging for you to act quickly to follow Jesus. But please remember that I am addressing those who may be living their last night on earth. I do not believe it is possible to obey God too quickly, and somehow I don't think anyone will ever chide me in heaven because I made the call to them clear, concise, and urgent. I'm very much in earnest about it because I have seen the results of waiting too long. I could fill this book with the emotional stories of those who postponed surrender until their hearts were cold and unresponsive. Further, I could give names and places where nightly attendees of the crusade meetings were taken in a moment by sudden accident or death. Time after time, I have made calls for decision, not realizing that there were people in the audience listening to their last invitation to be saved. But why is it that such a comparative few respond to those calls for surrender? Why should anyone need to be begged to enter the glorious salvation of our Lord? I want to answer those questions in such a way that you will never forget it. Even Jesus confirmed that only a few will be willing to follow the narrow road to heaven. Most will choose the broad road of death where the great majority will be traveling. Then we have that shocking statement by the master to which we have already referred. As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew chapter 24 verse 37 how many were saved in those days from the global disaster? Only hate had the faith in God's word to be shut in that monstrosity of a boat. They were the only survivors. Will there be any kind of proportionate number spared? In the days of the Son of Man, all agree that this is talking about the end of the world and the coming of Jesus. I've heard the statement, Oh, 
if I had lived in those days, I would have gone into the ark with faithful Noah. How easy it is to say what we would have done under a certain conditions of the past. Others have talked about the noble martyrs who died for their faith during the dark ages and have stated with great assurance that they would have gladly laid down their lives for the truth's sake also. Now it may be true that some would have died for their faith, but few have any conception of what it meant to stand for Christ during those terrible days. Those brave men and women who were burned at the stake, thrown to the wild animals, or tortured in medieval dungeons could have saved their lives by a simple motion of the hand. In most cases, they were offered amnesty and immediate freedom if they signaled their willingness to renounce their faith. So the choice was very clear as they watched the dry fagots being heaped around them. They could suffocate in the midst of the punishing smoke and flame or else walk back into the comfort of home and family. Untold millions chose the heroic but horrible living death rather than deny their savior. How many Christians of your acquaintance have that kind of self-sacrificing faith and love? Which ones would have followed the martyrs to the stake or the arena? Some might had they lived in those days. But of one thing we can be certain, only those who would rather die right now than to break God's holy law will have proved loyal to him during those years of severe persecution. Unfortunately, we live in an easy, permissive age where self-denial is decidedly out of fashion. Truth has become very negotiable in the relaxed ecumenical climate of contemporary religion. Pluralism has become so acceptable that membership applicants are given a wide range of what they may believe or not believe. Very few, if any, issues of doctrine are considered important enough to even contend for, much less die for. There are notable exceptions, of course, but these are often found outside the comfortable counters of the so-called Christian West. Listener, Christ died to forgive all of our sins. Let us not dwell upon our past sins, but again, let us not forget how God has been leading us in the past. Let us not forget Gethsemane, where our victory was gained. Thank you, listener, for your time. I was your presenter, Ian Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. If you have any feedback about the show, you can get in touch through the producer, Adventist Oil Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us at awrnairobi at until we meet again right here, God bless you.
Oh yes, it's very good. 